Blog Talk Radio.
And how is the human family doing tonight? How is the human family doing tonight? Yes. How relevant can you be with that song, right? That's what it's all about. Taking the gospel to the street. Taking the gospel to the street. Well, folks, listen. We want to thank you for spending time with us tonight, uh, for prioritizing us, making us a priority tonight, uh, trying to find out what the Father is saying in these last and evil times. And uh, again, I ask the question, who are you, a listener, that this is important to you? Uh, who are you that you have um, your priorities arranged to try to do something spiritual versus tuning into billions of things that is carnal and and um, just pure entertainment? Um on the cable, on the TV, in society. So I want to thank you for your time. I really mean it, especially those of you who've been following us since 2011. And I haven't been saying it in a few weeks now, but I also want to thank not just the followers since 2011, but those that's been following the show uh, that are my bloodline family. I really, really appreciate you on this Five Soul Stone Network. Can't say it enough. Um. I want to remind everybody, as I do every show, to follow the show. Well, as I try to do every show, to follow the show. Follow the Five Smooth Stone Network, folks. This Five Smooth Stone Network, uh, we're very, very serious. Very serious about, as we say, speaking the things the Father is saying or has said, show enough truth out of the scriptures. But for some reason, you can't find it in the churches. So what we try to do is try to speak, uh, try to at least, if we, can't, if we can't articulate, at least try to bring up sources of, 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 of the Father speaking in various places. More importantly, our, our most favorite uh, sources of scriptures, but the Father has spoken in many other ways, even outside of the scriptures, and so we just try to uh, just share what he is saying to his, those that have an ear to hear, and I believe it's you tonight. Again, thank you. Tonight, folks, again, is uh, part two. We had part one last week, part one of Akhenazi Jews, Ashkenazi Jews, and pastors respond to global claims of blacks as Israelites. One more time. The title of the show is Ashkenazi Jews and Pastors Respond to Global Claims of Blacks as Israelites. And there literally is claims all over our planet of so-called blacks or dark-skinned people claiming jewelry, claiming to be the Jews, claiming to be the people of the Bible. And we have to look at that because the Jews are, the Jews, whoever they are, a.k.a. the Israelites, is so vital to our world. I know some of y'all listen to the show tonight, you know, you're not down with this kind of talk. You, you know, a lot of our people, it's just, this is foreign language to them, to talk about Jews, Jewishness. Well, I'll talk to you like this. Kind of like an old uh, old documentary, not old documentary, but an old um, show we used to watch called Frankenstein. You know, uh, he was, you know, Dr. Frankenstein created this monster. And it's kind of 
kind of like what the people that rule over us have done. They have created a monster that do not know who he is. But that don't mean that one day he's not going to ask, who am I? And that's what Frankenstein used to do, roaming up and down the streets. He would ask everybody, who am I? Who am I? It's a very, very scary, scary program. But there's all types of uh, episodes of Frankenstein, Frankenstein this, Frankenstein that. But uh, that's kind of what happened to us as a people. Our people is beginning to ask the question, who are we? And is it is it is it a horrible thing to want to know? Is it is it really? I don't know why we demonize people for just simply wanting to know who am I? Yes, there is our spiritual identity, and that is as I said on the show before, that's fifteen hundred times more important, if not a million times more important, than anything we can say, articulate, even think on this show. Um, the spiritual identity, the spirit man. And people might say, why don't you zero in on that? Because billions of people talking about the spirit man. Billions of people talking about new life in Christ. Billions of people are talking about what we inherited when Christ came to the earth and died and lived and rose again. Billions of people are breaking it down. You can get books, all types of languages. You get all, just you name, there's all types of teachings out there if you really want it. But what you can get and where there is a famine at is within the confines of this kind of knowledge that is in that same Bible. And the, as you know, the scripture says, Christ said, man shall live by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of the Father. So, folks, we're just really trying our best to wake up a nation, wake up a, 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 a not just not just African Americans, which is just one of the lost tribes, but really... Send a, a shout out to all the lost tribes. We're just letting people know this is the true signs of of a Jew or of the Israelites. And if you're one, this is your heritage, and to turn back to the Father and repent. I know we didn't get too much into the repent part of it, and neither did we get too much into okay, what if we are Jews? Then what? We haven't gotten to that part, and I hope we get to that in this show. Uh, maybe our moderator John Clark will will head that way. I don't know. We'll, maybe it won't be to next show or the next show but at some point we're going to talk about now that we know we're Jews now what? what does that mean? how do we live? so again this network is just trying to wake up a planet really because it's not just about Israel it's about those that rule over Israel it's time they know it's time the world know because the Father's looking like he's picking on these people. They're going through some of the most horrific events on the planet, and it's, it's creating self-hate in them. They don't know why they're malfunctioning, dysfunctioning, and it's, it's generating self-hate. It's generating hate towards the Father. Some people might not come out and say that. Some people are bold enough to say that. That's why some people just don't want to go to church at all. They don't want no part of this God. I've heard the Father talked about like a dog by some people because they feel like he's doing this stuff to us with no reason. So, folks, those of you that's on the fence saying, what does this have to do with our salvation? What does this have to do with my baby? What, my, 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 I mean, my children. What does this have to do with my husband? What does this have to do with my career? Well, it has as much to do with your career as your name has to do with your career, as your last name has to do with your career. This has 
has as much to do with your career as you living in the physical. See, people get too spooky with this. They want to make like it's all about the spirit, the spirit, the spirit. It's not all about the spirit. It's mostly about the spirit. Everything in the natural does come from the spirit. But when it gets all about the spirit, then you did. Then it's all about the spirit. But in this realm called earth and this natural realm, don't disrespect this natural realm and the natural things that the Father has set up in that we worship him in spirit, but in these earthen vessels. So folks, listen, I can't go over it. I've already hit it on every show, the purpose, the purpose, the need, the need, the need. I can't do it too much tonight. I promise to bring on our co-host here, I mean our host here, our moderator here in less than a minute here. So I'm going to wrap up here in a, in a very short second here, but I just want to say, Please do not trivialize what you're going to hear tonight. We're simply trying to examine what those that say they are Jews, those so-called Ashkenazi, uh, Ashkenazi Jews say, and the pastors who are their parents, because they're nothing more than parents, because they don't have no scriptures to back up those people of Israel. So that's why I call them a parent. No disrespect to pastors. I really mean that. They're just parroting what they hear, like a lot of us have done for many years. We don't have proof those people of Israel, Israel are Jews. We just say they are. We submit to you tonight that African Americans is one of the lost tribes of Israel. Right before your eyes. Right before your eyes. And why is it important? It is important because, again, the Father looks like he's just picking on, on a people without you, without everyone knowing that they're just simply following prophecy. These prophecies have just been fulfilled. And uh, again, why is it important? Because the Bible is contradicting itself. If you're looking at the people of Israel to be Jews, certain things, certain prophecies will never come to pass because you're looking at the wrong direction. Why is this important? It's important because those people who are the Israelites who are going through these things, if they don't know who they are and they see themselves malfunctioning, they will begin to self-destruct in that they will begin to hate themselves possibly. There's lots of reasons why it's important, folks. Go back and listen to any of the previous shows. You can Google any of the Five Smooth Stone Network shows uh, by simply going to Google. Uh, and so at this point, I'm going to turn over to John Clark. John, go right ahead and uh, take over the show, please. Actually, John, wait one second. Now your line is open. John, I have to make a, a emergency uh, take care of something here. So go right ahead, sir. Okay. Uh, once again, hi, everybody. This is Brother Jay. Uh, good to be back on the network again. Uh, last week, oh, my. Last week uh, with uh, the clips from Dr. Michael Brown, uh, that was some of the most controlled uh, belligerent. <laughs> I, I can tell you kind of. I ain't gonna front. I just got out of the. Uh, I just got out of the uh, ICU yesterday after I heard what Mike <laughs> Pastor Brown was saying. I say that jocularly. I, I, I'm doing fine, everybody. But I was kind of amazed at some of the stuff that that he was saying uh, to refute the fact that uh, the African-Americans, along with many persons in the islands and South America, were on the business end of the transatlantic slave trade, as, and as a result of that, being the ones who were scattered to the four corners of the earth, not just them, but persons all over the globe, 
through the Islamic and transatlantic slave trade, and he's utilizing various scriptures saying that some of the most critical scriptures saying that this proves that we were not indeed Israel. I, I, I was personally just taken aback at his position, and I'm thinking, why would you go with that scripture? Why would you say that you're from Ashkenaz? That, that was your heritage. And, of course, you had 47 Israelites ready to jump in and take you right to Genesis 10, the table of nations, and debunk that. Um, that's kind of like a staple scripture for us. So, um, man, it would be good to have him on the show uh, or someone of that particular strain of of thought, if you will, because um, it would make for a a good conversation. Um, But truth be told, I I would, like Brother LSU was saying, he's like, he can't believe that, that he, uh, Dr. Brown was, um, I guess, well-learned in church history. Um, <clears throat> I would want someone who's a bit more well-versed because some of the stuff that was being said just simply wasn't the case. Uh, but it was it was a good show. And, again, we ended up going over as much as we tried to keep it to the two-hour minimum. Um, uh, we, w- we went over as a result of just how uh, – much of a spirited discussion and think about it. He wasn't even on the show. (laughs) These were just clips that we were listening to. So um, the clips that we have today, I know that we have one clip from him and a clip from another individual um, that we're going to play. And I kind of expect the same outcome uh, from those clips. Brother Seth, you were saying, um, you were saying the direction that we would take such such as let's say that we have some brothers and sisters on the line today who say you know after listening and doing my own research uh i i agree and i'm inclined to believe that we are indeed uh of the tribe of israel or the tribes of israel uh so now that i believe that what do i do now i can explain to you how critical of a uh, crossroads that you're at. And even within the five smooth stones family, there is a division uh, of sorts. <laughs> Some persons are inclined to believe that you should keep uh, the Mosaic law. Some are inclined to believe that you are no longer under that law, but under the Ten Commandments. Some believe that you're under none of those laws and you are under a new law, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, it goes a couple of different directions. And so um, if you want to go that direction, Brother Seth, uh, I'm up for it. To be honest, I, I wanted to look at the the principle behind the the importance of knowing who the true Israelites are because there's coming a day where there is going to be someone who hits the world scene and they're going to claim to be the Messiah, the Savior, the Mahdi, uh, for those persons in that area of the world. And you're going to have a lot of people who are going to say, yes, this is, this is him. Now think about this, folks. If Michael Jordan can, say, can sell tennis shoes and Hanes T-shirts, 
just because he's Michael Jordan, what do you think is going to happen when he says, yes, this is him? The same people who could have bought a higher quality product, but they wanted his because his name was on it, they're going to take his information simply because he's Michael Jordan, uh, or this is Oprah Winfrey, or this is Tyler Perry, or this is LeBron James. Surely all these people can't be wrong. Well, there's a reason why the Messiah said in Matthew 24 when they asked him, hey, when is this going to happen? And when will be the sign of your return? And when will be the sign of the end of the world? And he said, don't be deceived. That's the very first thing he said, don't be deceived. So I have a question for you guys before we really get into the thick of things. Okay. Where are you deceived? Where are you deceived? You, you are dealing with an enemy whose primary objective is to deceive the world. He has been here long before you were ever here. His main objective is to deceive. Where are you deceived? If you cannot say, well, I know that I was deceived here, but I came to this knowledge, or I remember not knowing this and and not knowing that, but I, I came to an understanding. If you can't say that, you should be very concerned. And I'm not even saying that from a standpoint of hyperbole. I'm dead serious. You should be very concerned. Why? Because if you don't know of a single area that this entity has deceived you and is deceiving the world, you don't know of one thing, be assured that you're part of that deception, that you you don't know. Understand that it's important for the synagogue of Satan to have control of the land of Israel because that's where it said that the Messiah's feet would uh, come down to when he came from, from the heavens. Well, the imposter comes first. People who don't read the Bible don't know that. The imposter comes first. You can expect him to arrive in Israel. And you can accept those persons to say, hey, this is him. But the true Israelites, they wouldn't say that because they know. But I'll leave that be. Um, we can cross that bridge another day. Uh, I'll, I'll put that into your hands, but I truly would like, matter of fact, I will put that question out. Um, obviously, there's a lot of persons, uh, the the guests that come on your show, they know that at one time they were deceived. We actually thought that we were Africans. And as I explained to Brother Foreman when he was on, and, and uh, I'm sorry, Pastor Foreman, and, and um, uh, I forget, was it, was it I forget his, uh, his the, the other gentleman. Yeah, yeah, Brother Jermaine. Yeah, I remember when they were on the show, and I was telling them about the Zondervan Bible when it talked about the sons of Ham, and it said that this is not the African Americans. It they went out of their way to say that Ham, who pretty much populated all of Africa, that the African Americans are not the the lineage of Ham. Well, that only leaves Japheth and Shem. They didn't go into any details, and I'm not really concerned with their scholarship. We know this already. 
It's just that I'm amazed that someone would put that in a book that is considered uh, a scholarly writing. And so, again, folks, if you um, are just listening for entertainment, if you are just um, kind of listening, you never really look into the scriptures, you never really went left or right, I'm challenging, challenging you today to ask yourself, if the Messiah were to return, what would be the signs? What would, what would be, we don't know the day or the hour, but we should at least know the season. We should have some general idea. We should know, we should know that when, uh, when you see Jerusalem surrounded by armies, that was 75 AD with Titus and his sons. That happened already, folks. That was 2000, uh, close to 2000 years ago. Not exactly 2000, but close to. That already happened. They were scattered. That already happened, folks. So we talk about this all the time, but you have to ask yourself, why are you on this network? Why are you here? Because the whole objective is to get you to see, to illumine your mind so that you can begin to look, you can begin to search. There's things that you can find out that you can tell us. You can call in and say, did you not know? There's things that you may see, your area of expertise, if you are a pol- in political science, if you're an instructor. When I was working out in LAUSD with my friend Rich, I literally saw a science book. <laughs> I saw a, Matter of fact, the first thing I saw was a map where they removed okay. the, the quote-unquote Middle East. It was no longer okay. part of Africa. That's Africa, folks. They moved it and made it part of Asia. Is, or, you know, they, they moved it. They, anybody who tries to help a, a two-year-old, a, not a two-year-old, a second grader, third grader do math, yeah, I can't teach them kids how to do math. They're doing some old crazy stuff in this math. And when I went and looked at the person, the company that created this uh, uh, course of study, I looked it up on the Internet. Do you know who backed that company? The Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Mm-hmm. Folks, why did I think that? Why, when I saw the name of this company and I felt odd about what they're teaching these kids, why did I feel the unction to look this company up? Because I knew that there was something going on. This is all across the United States, folks. The way that kids are being educated is different than when we came up. Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. So, yeah, the deception is strong. And, folks, it's going to get stronger because the Messiah said he would give Satan more power to deceive people who who did not accept the love of God. People choose darkness. They don't want to be in the light. They don't want to know because they would like to continue to do what they're doing, and no one... No one, quote, unquote, knows. It will all be revealed in due time. Brother Seth, thank you for the moment to get that off my chest. You can freestyle the next bar. Okay. All right, and uh, there is a hand that went up. In, and before I go to the phone lines again, folks, thank you for tuning in tonight. Um, uh, Brother Chris, Pastor Chris, is running a little late. He will be joining the, the uh, panel and remember, we don't have the uh, Dr. Uh, 
Michael Brown and uh, Rabbi Harry Rosenberg in the in the studio, so to speak. They, they are going to be with us by way of audio. That's why we put their pictures out there, so they definitely will hear from them. But the studio is going to consist of the moderator, Brother John Clark, myself, as a co-host and, and pastor, Alcee Chris of Aletheia Temple Church. He'll be on shortly. And uh, Sister Eliana uh, said she may call in. We don't know yet really what's going on with her. Uh, depends on her schedule, et cetera. Uh, so that's what's happening tonight. But we do have a phone line full of people. Those of you on the phone line, remember when you come on the phone lines, I'll let John call as to how long you can go. Uh, normally it's three minutes, but we'll see tonight when it gets kind of hectic. He may limit it, but I'll let him make that ch- that um, decision. Go to your coat. First of all, can we go to the phone lines? Absolutely, and if I may, let's quickly just go over the protocols for persons calling in. Folks, we're always going to ask you your name and where you're calling from. We're going to ask you if you have a question or a comment. And most importantly, we're going to ask you what is the intent of your question and comment. And then we'll ask you how much time do you need to ask that question or to make that comment, and then we'll put down a specific time frame, and Brother Seth will keep that time. The reason why we do this, simply put, is that some persons, they call in and they give us one reason why they're calling, but there's really a different intent. If you tell us that this is your intention and it becomes obvious that that's your intention, great, we move on. If it becomes obvious that that is not your intention, we'll question you about your intent, and if it doesn't remain consistent, then we will just mute the call and move on. Once your question has been asked, we'll be muting the call so that the guests on the show can answer or respond to your question or comment. Seth, you can go ahead and open up those phone lines. Okay, Erica, 337-485, go ahead with your question or your comment. We would love to know your name and city first. Um, Leonard Johnson from uh, Louisiana. What was your first name? Oh, this Leonard. Leonard. Brother Leonard. Uh, we, oh, yeah, I don't know this brother. You called, you've been calling this whole series. Really appreciate you. Uh, you didn't just call this series. You called the previous series as well. But anyway, Brother Johnson, welcome to the show. Go right here with your question comment. Uh, actually, if I may, uh, Brother Leonard, do you have a question or a comment? Which one? Well, I was just trying to build on something you had said earlier. Okay, so we'll call that a comment. And what's the intent? To build on it, you just want to you just want to build that out some. How much time do you need to uh, complete your thought? I don't need that much time. I my, every time I say something, it's just enlightening. You know. Very you know, well. We'll call that three minutes. Uh, thank you, okay. and you 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 have the floor. So we said a sign. We don't know when the time and, and and the date and all that, but we do know that August twentieth, twenty nineteen, was the end of the four hundred years. So. We standing on top of uh, whatever's gonna happen. Agreed. Standing on top of. Agreed. Agreed. One hundred percent agreed. And, and if I may, Brother Leonard, I was just speaking to someone the other day. A lot of people think that the time in Egypt was the four hundred years, but if you go and look at Exodus twelve, it lets you know that the time that they were in Egypt was four hundred and thirty years to the self same day. Four hundred and thirty right. years. I've heard a lot of different other theories, but the, the, we always want the scripture to interpret the scripture. He said in Genesis 15, it would be 400 years, and in Exodus 12, it was 430 years. So that could not be uh, the fulfillment 
of what was stated. I absolutely appreciate that. Would you like to comment further? Right. Uh, well, just just that uh, I noticed that since I've been dealing with this in 2003, is, is, is that um, Isaiah 44, 1 through 5, is a prophecy pertaining to the day, but a lot of people don't seem to know that he, he uh, the Most High tells us that he's going to pour out water upon us and that he's going to help us in these last days. And so pertaining to what was said earlier about the um, um, about the Zandervan Bible, when they wrote that, we were uh, in the dark. But but the Most High, since then, he's awakened us. And we're going back and we're searching and, and we're uncovering stuff. So we went back and we uncovered what they had put in the Zandervan Bible. But when they put it yeah, in there, yeah. we was in the dark. I'm sorry, you said when they when they put it in there, what? When they originally put it in there, we was in the dark. Oh, we didn't. We, not, we wasn't. We wasn't awakened. Understood. Understood. And if I may, I'm going to read that scripture. You said Isaiah 44 1 through 5. Um, is it all right if I go ahead and and and, and uh, read that? And it reads. Yeah, you can read. Yet now hear, O Jacob, my servant, and Israel, whom I have chosen. Thus saith the Lord that made thee. And form thee from the womb, which will help thee. Fear not, O Jacob, my servant, and thou, Jeshurun, whom I have chosen. For I will pour water upon him that is thirsty, and floods upon the dry ground. I will pour my spirit upon thy seed, and my blessing upon thy offspring. And they shall spring up as among the grass, and willows by the water courses. Verse 5. One shall say, I am the Lord's. And another shall call himself by the name of Jacob, and another shall subscribe with his hand unto the Lord, and surname himself by the name of Israel. Perfect, perfect. And brother John, if, if I could just comment really quickly on that uh, with Please. you, and brother Leonard. That scripture you just read by that was pretty good. About okay, that's just saying it's three minutes, but we're gonna run over a little bit with brother Leonard. So I'll just turn that right, off. We kind of stepped in. We stepped in on this time. Yeah, but when you was talking about the scripture, and I'd like for you to read that again if you could about the surname. Well, now, see, he was talking about Israelites claiming their heritage, reclaiming their heritage, reclaiming their mm-hmm. surnames. So when we, when Israel is taken to captivity, oftentimes you're given the name of, of the, those that rule over you, like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Those were slave names. So likewise is the African American today. We are given these these names, these bywords, and so forth. We go by, and so when you see Israelites calling them name, brother, uh, you know, uh, changing their name to brother Malachi, uh, uh, brother, brother Yosef, brother, you know, uh, just all of the various Hebrew names. Remember, that's prophetic. That is prophetic. That is exactly what they would do. They would, many would call the name Israel. And how many Facebook friends uh, do we have that go by the name of Israel? So for those of you that say, look at y'all claiming these names, y'all not this, y'all not that, uh, keep in mind those people in Israel, that's exactly what they did. And they have no claims, and most of, most of them anyway, to this heritage. Go right here, brother. Yeah, well, 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 uh, when... Mm-hmm. When it says verse Quite five says surname, verse five says they're gonna surname themselves by the name of Israel. Well, they 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 pick a Hebrew Israelite name, first name, and then the last part is Ben Israel, son of Israel. Yes, right? absolutely, it's happening today. 
<laughs> Excellent. Uh, we appreciate that call, Brother Leonard. Insightful. Um, I'm sure as the show goes on, you may want to comment. You can drop your drop your hand down if you want to comment again. By all means, put press one and put your hand back up. Um, that particular scripture, while I've heard it and probably saw it before, I didn't know exactly where it was, so I'm glad to pull that up and to have read that. Um, I, I will make this other comment, though, folks. For, for the people who are old enough to remember, I can remember um, back in the 70s where it was um, dashikis and um, uh, what is that? The... Uh, uh, What's, what's your what's your zodiac signs and all of these things right yeah. here, uh, folks? Don't get this is different. <laughs> it's not the same. That was a call back to the motherland, so to speak, to Africa, which we are not from. As I've explained before, if you are born in Flatbush, New York, <laughs> and you go and and um, go to school in Oklahoma for four years, and then you go and get you a job in L.A., and then someone asks you, where, where are you from? You don't say Oklahoma. You're from Flatbush. So just because we stopped off in Africa doesn't mean that's where we're from. That's where you took us from. But our heritage, our land yes, is in yes. Israel. Is in Israel. And, and one other thing, folks, I always tell Brother Seth, I'd be like, Brother Seth, I ain't got nothing to prove to these people. <laughs> that being y'all, with all due respect, I ain't got nothing to prove to y'all. The fact is that to understand who we are gives you the ability to understand these scriptures. If you don't know who you are and you think that the proselytes over there now are the Jews, you will see people doing all types of of biblical gymnastics to try and make a, a square peg fit into a, a circular yes. hole. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. The, exactly. It, the, it, it, it doesn't work. And so that's the reason why this is important to us. Uh, I can tell you all now, Brother Seth is absolutely passion, passionate about this, bordering on the consumed. Brother Jay, I'd be like, man, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> It's, 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 it, this is his Matter of fact Y'all heard me say it before Brother Seth was the one who gave us insight When we were in college And we continued to look into it for ourselves And we caught back up I guess around 2011, 10 Somewhere thereabout And we've been kicking it since then <clears throat> But folks If you are not trying to understand <laughs> What the Most High is telling you, this is a lesson in futility. You should be listening to um, some type of uh, uh, sports radio show or something like that. You may as well. The, the people on this particular channel, we're trying to get truth and insight and understanding. So um, that's that's my objective at, at the very least. Brother Seth? Yes, and I appreciate those words. And uh, Brother Johnson, go ahead and press one to your hand and go down. You may want to come back on a little later on. On this network, we allow people to ask questions as many times as we can get you in, providing no other callers, um, you know, just being also prepared to help the callers keep that in mind. But listen, folks, this last clip, uh, as many as you uh, know, we was, we've played three clips by this doctor, and um I'm almost tempted to ask the moderator if we would play part three again just to kind of keep
catch up, but we can go ahead and play part four um, if he wants. Do you want to do that? Or do you just want to kind of play part two to kind of refresh everybody? And Man, part, part three four? almost put me into that. It had me call IMSA. I fallen and I can't get up. <laughs> I, could, I just, I was just, I just couldn't believe it. I could, folks, and, and and like I stated before, um, and again, it, it, uh, is it? It was Doctor Brown. Um, so if you are listening, please understand. This is not a personal attack. This is just me saying, like, hey, the fact that you speak Hebrew. I cannot be impressed with that. All I can be impressed with is the truth. If it's the truth in Japanese, then I'll learn that Japanese to get that truth. But just the fact that you do that, you do that I can't be impressed with that. I'm impressed with the scripture and your ability to make it line up with other scriptures. And to me, that did not yeah. happen. That did not happen. Yeah, um, Go ahead, brother. Please, go ahead. I'm dying to jump in. But, but brother Jonathan is crucial because what's happening, I had a coworker to tell me, Brother Ashur, Sister Eliana, did not answer the guy's question. And so I said, well, yes, they did. He said, no, they did. We went back and forth. And his thing was, when that guy starts speaking the Hebrew, one might think he's right. They just don't know Hebrew. Brother said to him, I said, because, you know, I, said, I mocked him. And he said, <laughs> he said, you need to know what he said in Hebrew. Maybe this could be better for you, but you're going to sell yourself. So when he said that, I was like, huh. But it's so ridiculous to us when we can read our own eyes. And People always think when whites say something that they have this magical way to be more right than dark-skinned people are, not white people. You know, because they say the Hebrews say, the Greeks say, but sometimes it did, there is a difference. And, and one should know the Hebrew. I'm not knocking that, but number one is Hebrew is in the, under investigation because many people say it's not the true Hebrew, the form of, of Hebrew. There's various forms of Hebrew from the Paleo, this, that, and the other. And then some people say it's Yiddish. And then there is, I think it's the Sephardic Jews, I could be wrong about this, but they don't do the, what I call the, uh, there's a, I can't think of the proper term, but when they kind of start there hacking, you know, like, you know, they won't do that. And, and, and you need to, it's very interesting why they won't conjure up this sound like spit. They feel like it's disrespect to the most high. Now, here these Jews, Orthodox Jews, and I think they're Sephardic, we will not use that that way of pronunciation. So I don't trust none of it. I don't let the people in Israel define anything knowing that I have the Holy Spirit. The scripture says you have a holy one, the, the unction from the Holy One and knoweth all things. Not that we, we are, it's not that we know all things, but it knows all things. But so folks, John brought up a very important point. When you hear the Hebrew, it's like, well, they missing out. He not trust me. That brother will not come on this show. I've reached out to him. I called his headquarters. I left a message with his receptionist. Um, I, le- I, call- I went to his 
page. I was very kind. I was very cordial. I told him we were giving most of the time to speak. I told him we were giving red carpet. That brother ain't even responded at all. And he's beginning to look like other people that won't come on, won't show up. And I give Pastor, the, the, uh, 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 brother Pastor uh, Stephen. Uh, Foreman. Even Foreman credit for coming on. Now, he hasn't reached out to us. He just said he couldn't make it the one time. And he said he was coming on next Tuesday. And maybe he'll come on, but I doubt it. Unless somebody call him and say, hey, he's not on. He's normally on early. He's never late. But this is what we run into all the time. I don't want to take over uh, uh, the show here. I just have to say that please don't let the Hebrew voodoo get you. Go with the scriptures. Anyway, Brother John, you ready for the part four? The scripture you want to play part three? What do you? What do you if want? I may, if I may, before before you bring that on, I wanted to comment on that scripture that Doctor Brown was speaking of, uh, which yes, please, was I want to say Deuteronomy sixty-eight. Let me. I'm gonna pull that up and I'm gonna read that. Yes, thank you. I know one coworker that I appreciate it because you said we never answered the question, you know, being saved. But I thought LSU did. I thought LSU talked about that. But anyway, some people just can't, just didn't hear, can't hear certain things, I guess. Well, if you don't mind me asking, when he said he didn't answer the question, what was what was the question? He didn't address the brother speaking the Hebrew, saying they're talking about. The, Dr. Brown was saying Deuteronomy 28 verse 68 when it talks about uh, you'll be sold he said that's what the Israel, the black Israelites are saying see we were sold to slavery but it doesn't say Dr. Brown was saying it doesn't say you're going to be sold to slavery it says you're going to be you're going to you will sell yourself. yourself you will seek to sell yourself I thought LSU had talked about there was those that did, did sell their stuff yeah so I don't he know did. how certain when... people don't hear certain things but anyway uh, I want to hit that a little harder. Uh, maybe I'll let you. We'll let you go ahead and do your thing. Maybe I don't need to after you get done. And well, we do have a hand brother, that just went up. We do have a hand that just went up. Uh, 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 now uh, I don't know this area code. So go ahead and, and let me know what to do with this call. You want me to want to hold uh, now? Let's go ahead or? and take the call. Here's, here's what we'll do. Let's go ahead. We'll take this call. And then uh, in the in the event that it's just a uh, – a, a short call and it's cut and dry, great. Then what we'll do, we'll pick up in reference to your coworker who felt like that question was not answered. L absolutely answered that question, but you know we can talk about it a little more tonight. So let's go ahead and, and get that caller on the line. Okay, uh, going to the phone lines. Air code four four seven nine five six. This is an international call for sure. Okay. Anyway, your line is open. Go ahead. We'd love to know your name and the city you're calling from, please. Shalom, balance, righteousness, and paradise. It's noble. Calling in from the UK. Well, brother, welcome to the show. Thanks. Thanks very much. Long time no bill, Seth. Uh, haven't called into the show for quite some time, man. Yeah, I, re- I, rem- 
I'm, I'm getting there. Your voice sounds familiar. Keep on talking, though, but I've got a lot of calls over the years from the U.K. and uh, just really all over. But it's the U.K., especially in the Philippines, is another. Those are the two hot spots for international calls. But, brother, we're really anxious to hear what you got to say. Give me your name again, though. It's Noble. Noble. No, noble, indeed, a noble one. I got noble. it. Got it, bro. Another. All right, yeah. so we'll, we'll right here what you have to say. Uh, actually, if I may, Brother Noble, um, if I may, I apologize for interrupting. The, uh, do you have a question or a comment? It's a comment. Excellent. And what's the intent of your comment? My intent is to... Um, to shed love, basically. To shed light? To share love and light. Love and light. We'll take it, Brother Noble. How much time do you need to to share love and light? <laughs> I won't need I shouldn't need much unless unless you want to ask questions. No, I shouldn't need much time at all, brother. Right, let's give you let's give you two minutes for the love, two minutes for the light. How's that work? <laughs> you thanks. You thanks. Very well, Brother Noble. Yeah, so long-time caller, um, listener even, first-time caller for 2019. Uh, yes, I'd just yes. like to commend Brother Seth and the, the co-hosts who call in tirelessly to provide information and to spark conversation. Um, yes. And to, to get into the, the meat and bones of you know what? What is going on with the the original man, the Afro, the Afro man, the African American man? You know, he's been scattered across the four corners of the earth, and as you brought up so eloquently multiple times over the years, and your guests and hosts, there's no other people who fit what is written in our history book. No other nation, there's no other nation on this earth who goes through the things that we go through, which can be, um, which can be reflected, and you can see the what was written and what we can see now in the um, in the present day. So there's there's no illusion, there's no right. illusion for right. most people, whether they are well. For most people, especially if they are um, privileged or if they have some form of education, they know what the thing is. So um, it's just the people who are a bit stiff-necked and hard-headed and who have been fed so much lies and so many different doctrines that it's it's hard for for us to kind of really pick up and understand, overstand, and understand, like, what, what's going on? Who are we today? That's what I can see, and that's what I speak from it. Very good, Understood. Um, and, yeah, I, obviously, we are proponents of your position. Um, you would be hard-pressed to find someone who can fit that those scriptures, especially Deuteronomy 28, to the degree that, uh, again, the quote-unquote African-American 
or just the persons who were moved from Africa to the four corners of the of the of the world done uh, previously in the Islamic slave trade there's no one else who fit that and so again while there's persons who believe persons who do not believe that it's not a salvation issue as Seth stated folks the spiritual man that's a bigger deal it's a bigger deal for you to have salvation is no comparison however the deception is on and your ability to recognize the tools of Satan and what it is he's trying to achieve to get people to worship the false Messiah, it's critical for you to know this information. Um, Brother Noble, thanks for calling. If if you would like to jump back on, by all means, uh, press 1. You can press 1 now to put put your hand down. We're going to go ahead and move back to what if I can just uh, one more comment. Oh, please, by all means, I apologize. No, no problem, no problem. Now this is um from Brother Seth himself, the the the, the creator of, of this then wonderful platform. Um I do have a little bit of criticism in regards to your show. Okay. And that would be um that at times, Brother Seth, you Sometimes, do you actually listen? One question: Do you listen back to your broadcast to see, you know, after after the event, and listen back to see how the how the show went, the format, if you all, you know, how the overall show went? Do you actually do that at any point, or? Yes, I do. Every every night, every night I go to work. I go to work up. I do these shows, and I do listen. So go in with the criticism. <laughs> I mean, I do recognize some things I work on. That's what one reason we have Brother John, because, you know, when you do these shows, you need someone to answer your phones. You need someone, a tech guy, because he can also be answering the phone. I actually got a person. I don't want to put him on the spot yet. Uh, but uh, I do have a gentleman that's interested in, in, in helping us out. And Brother John, as you see, is moderating the show. It makes me be able to allow me to breathe and kind of get my thoughts together because it's really hard to do these shows and oftentimes you can't hear what people are saying and then you just want to you want to move on and sound like they're off topic and, and you, that's the big no-no doing these shows you got to stay on topic because people are going to be listening to these shows in the future and they'll hear something they'll be like so you know I, I recognize a lot of things I've, I've you know couldn't help but to do wrong no intentions no, uh, no not in my heart to, to overstep any boundaries or anything like that but go ahead with what you see well, no, I think you, you, you're you correct in it, and I, I can see the different changes. I think, for me, the biggest the biggest thing was the, um, you're so passionate, sometimes you don't, you don't allow sometimes people to get their, their full thought out, um, or, or finish a, a, a sentence to, to fully get it out. Um, that's my only criticism. I think you should allow people to have a little bit more time, and I think, as you're doing now with the minutes, you know, giving people timed minutes and stuff, um, and Brother John on here, asking the intent of the question, et cetera, to give more clarity. I think with everything, growth and development, and I can see that most definitely within within the platform. Well, I appreciate that, and I welcome that, and I wish more people would do what you're doing. Just I don't mind people telling me stuff, because I already know it. I know what it takes to run a good show. I've listened to other shows where 
Hey, Bob, we got three people online, so they got three or four people working. I understand that. <laughs> but when it's just you, and you got to watch this, watch that, play the music game, make sure the music game loud, make sure the person's talking, make sure they're on topic, look at the phone line, people saying, I've been holding on, you know, and getting offended because you can't see their hand, they don't, know, they don't know you're looking at other things, and it's quite a bit. People, somebody needs to one time do this without knowing up to see how easy it is to, you know, so I do appreciate it, and it is very well taken, and I, that's how I grow. That's how we will grow. And remember, we're going to go ahead and move on if you have another question or comment, but remember to press uh, one and when I put you on hold so you can come back because I welcome your feedback at all any time. Actually, I have a question uh, for Brother Noble. Um, okay. What is it that you would like to see in the future, be it a topic or whatever the case may be? What would you like to hear from Five Smooth Stones in the future? What interests you, Brother Noble? Well, I think one one uh, topic which I think would be very good, which will I think would um, bring clarity and unite um, our nation in a bit more um, cohesiveness, would be to have that discussion relating to um, Old Testament and, and Messianic uh, Hebrews. So obviously, people who only um, deal with the Old Testament, the Tanakh, and then you've got Hebrews who deal with the full volume of the book. So it would be good to have an Old Testament, a few Old Testament Hebrews on to discuss their points um, and their understanding understanding and understanding of of the Torah. And then you guys to obviously state your case while you you, um, deal with the whole volume of the book and Yeshua HaMashiach versus only dealing with the first five books. No doubt. <laughs> now let me tell you that right there, that right there. I, I've been on those shows before. <laughs> that right there, that show is going to run four hours. But let me ask you if I may, Brother Noble. Um, you do, are though. you say it again, Brother Seth? I was just saying that's a good topic. We got to do that one. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So, Brother Noble, are you Messianic or are you Old Testament only? Are you Old Testament and and Revelation, or how would you? And again, I'm not meaning to label you, but how would what 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 group of of persons uh, would you place yourself in? As you said, labels. I really dislike labels and stuff. But say it the way you like it. I would more fall under the 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 messianic, but also I deal with the the full volume of the book. So I also read other scriptures. So I, I do read the Quran. And mm-hmm. the well, yeah, that's mainly the other the other book I, I will refer to, which is heavily leaning on the Torah um, mm-hmm. to get its foundation and knowledge. So, because I understand, understand Ishmael is a relation to us, and a lot of our um, brothers and sisters have gone into Islam. I like to do that that form of study and mm-hmm. give them the information that. Their foundation document is the Torah. So if you're going to practice mm. Islam, foundation would be to go back to the Torah, read those mm-hmm. books, read the Injil, as right. they call it. Um, and if you're going to do that, maybe you should just be practicing a Hebraic custom and culture versus Islam. If I may, actually, what part of the UK are you from? Birmingham. Birmingham, all right. Um, it's funny you should say what you just stated. I'm just going to 
touch base on it. So I have a friend that I kick it with in L.A., one of my college partners, whom uh, I forget the name of uh, the, the country that his father's from in Africa. But he's gone to several countries in Africa, you know, oftentimes to visit his father and, and then just to kind of see other countries. <laughs> and he explains like he would be in a country that's Muslim primarily. But he said that when you read the Bible, <laughs> the way that the persons in the Bible um, interacted and spoke, he said that's the way that they interact and speak over there. He said that when you leave from over there and you come back over here, <laughs> he said the uh, contemporary Christian church, he said it's almost unrecognizable. <laughs> it's almost unrecognizable um, yes. as far as what true followers of Christ are supposed to be. And I'm like, get out of here. And he said, no, seriously. He said, I would be talking to a guy, and the guy would literally say, like, you know, hey, you're going to come over for dinner? And the other guy would be like, yeah, Lord willing, I'll, I'll be over. Which we all know that you don't – it says that. It's like, don't say that mm-hmm. you're going to do this or do that. You say, Lord willing, I'll do this. He said, that's the way they speak. And I'm like, it, it was profound. It was profound. So I just wanted to, to touch base on that. Because what you're saying um, is exactly what he stated, but obviously in a different manner. You thanks. Very well. And I would concur. Brother, I'm sorry, Brother Noble? I would concur with that. As you guys know, yeah. your, your passport, you, you, you do travel outside of the, the U.S. And when you, when you do that and you interact and you see it's it's there. It's, it's plainly there. I would advise every American to leave the the state at least that you're in and to travel internationally to get a, a an experience of other cultures of other nations and to meet mm-hmm. your long lost siblings who are scattered no across four corners. No doubt, no doubt, brother Noble. It's been real. We appreciate your call. Um, don't stay gone so long. Kick it back with us when you can. You have a good rest of your evening. And, again, press 1 if you want to comment or you have a question. Um, Brother Seth. All right, folks. Before we get to the next clip, I, do, uh, I am going to start doing some uh, little short little one-minute uh, promos, uh, infomercials, and this is going to be for – it's actually it's a commercial – and then we're going to do a little solo commercial. Then we're going to go to, uh, I promise this gentleman, I would definitely get him on. He's going to actually be doing our, this is the gentleman that's going to be doing our, hopefully, boards on next week. It's on this next week. And that is the one and only Dan Wallace. So let's just play, I'm going to play a little short little uh, sub-sum by him uh, about, uh, just talk about him just for a quick second. If brother uh, uh, John, if you can just allow me to do this really quickly. And, uh, by all no, means. No, just won't be no more than about a minute, but we got to pay homage to uh Brother Dan Wallace doing the information on the Five Foot Stone Network. So let me just go ahead and do this. So the way this works is Dan Wallace. Dan Wallace is going to be doing our boards hopefully next week as soon as next week. But more importantly, Dan Wallace is advertising on the Five Foot Stone Network. That's what it's all about. Folks, he didn't pay for the position or nothing like that. He's an old friend of mine. He's my first roommate, to be honest with you. Dan Wallace on a track. Company, Gospel Track Company, is called 
gospel tracks wow gospel track wow provides a wide range of tools for your evangelistic needs for your ministry needs please contact gospel tracks wow we'll get that website here in a minute but anyway it provides a wide range of gospel tracks for witnessing and evangelism. Dan, as many of you, some of you know, gave his life to Christ in 1993. Many people know Dan, but those of you who don't, gave his life to the Lord a long time ago. Dan was called by the Father to write gospel tracts after seeking God's will for nine years uh, during his time of reading and prayer and fasting. And over 36 years now of writing tracts, and he's offering uh, as a bonus uh, for you ordering gospel tracks through his company. Uh, uh, see, he said if you put on the phone five small stones, you'll get a bonus of 25 tracks, 25 free tracks by simply adding five small stones on your ordering form. So, folks, hurry on over to gospeltrackswild.com. And uh, again, that's gospel, G O S P E L, tracks, T R A T C. S Wow dot com. One more time. The website is gospel G O S P E L T R A C T S Wow dot com. So it's not like tracks like you run up and down the track, folks. Gospel tracks has been a long tool for evangelism. A lot of churches have gotten away from it, but it's very powerful to be able to hand someone a tool about something that can literally change their life. Nothing less than the power of the Most High, folks. So let's support Dan Wallace, who's going to be, you're going to hear more about that name in the near future. He has been listening to our shows and want to get involved. So, again, kudos to Dan Wallace and the Gospel Track Wild Ministry. So, folks, again, here comes clip number four. And, uh, again, this is uh, the one and only Dr. Michael Brown. And uh, we'll get him up here. Here we go. All right, let's let's get into this black-white issue in Scripture. Well, Song of Solomon, Song of Songs, the woman says, I'm black and beautiful, and, and don't look at me because the sun's darkened me. And, and so some would say, yeah, that, in other words, she stood out as black. And others would say, no, 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 that just shows that the Israelites were black. And then some would say, well, yeah, she could have been brown-skinned and even darkened more by the sun. That's why she says black, black can mean darkened. But we won't even debate that. Let's say, fine, there were black Israelites. Let's just, fine, great. Let's just say that, okay? Fine, no problem. We know that there have been mixed ethnicities uh, in, in Israel through its history. But, but let's, let's look at some references to white in the Bible. This whole idea, we'll see white leper, God cursed Miriam, her hand turned white. Now remember, if my hand turned white, uh, something would look wrong. I would look like a severe albino. And, and when we say someone is black, if you actually had black skin, something would look wrong. So a black is not black and a white is not white. When the Bible talks about someone's hand being white like leprosy now, or, or this severe skin disease, that's white. That's extreme white, okay? That's extreme white, not my skin. And just like when the Bible talks about something being blackened, like dirt, that's not the skin of a black man, all right? But, but let's look at verses about white. How about... Isaiah 1:18, where where God says that when our sins are forgiven, that that will be as white as snow. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. Notice when it says wool, it doesn't mean texture of wool. It means color of wool. White. White's beautiful. White is beautiful. How about Daniel 
chapter 7, verse 9, when, when the angel of the Lord appears, and, and, and then or, or Daniel sees rather in a vision, and he sees the Ancient of Days, he sees God sitting on the throne. His clothing was white like snow. Why white? If white's so bad and cursed, why white? And the hair of his head was like whitest wool. It doesn't say the texture was like wool. It says the color was like whitest wool. So you have angels appearing in, 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 in the Bible. Here, Jesus transfigured on the Mount of Transfiguration, and he is, and he is white as snow. And then the angels, uh, uh, John chapter 20, two angels in white. And then Acts 1, the angels, two men in white clothes. And then, and then what does it say? What does it say about Jesus in Revelation 1.14? You know, black Hebrews, I say, see, his hair was like wool. His hair was like wool. Proves he's a black man. No, no, it doesn't say his hair had the texture of wool. It's so maddening when people abuse the word and they shout it out angrily and they mock others who don't have their interpretation when all they're doing is abusing Scripture and twisting Scripture to their own destruction. Let's blow it out of the water, friends. This is deception, and it's such bad deception. It's deception right in front of your eyes. But notice what it says. His head, his head and his hair were white like wool, like snow. Does it say the texture of his, the, the, the texture of his hair was like snow? No, it's talking about the color. His hair White like wool and snow, but not just to say his head. If you want to argue anything, then you have to argue that Jesus' head is white. His face is white. This is not about what his skin color was. This is about the glory of the splendor of God shining out of him as he appears in his resurrected glory. All right? That's what it's talking about. And to try to say, well, it shows he had curly hair like wool. No, no, no. If it shows anything, it shows he was white. Enough with this garbage. Enough with this deception. You say, Dr. Brown, you, you sound upset. I'm upset that people are slaves to lies and, and, and believing garbage and nonsense in a religion that fosters hate. I love the Jesus who died for every human being. If he was a black man or an Asian man, I love him just the same. That's not the issue. He's God incarnate. He's the Savior of the world. And everyone trapped in the black Hebrew Israelite cult, call out to him today. Yeshua still saves. He'll set you free. He'll deliver you. He'll give you freedom. He'll make your sins, though they're red as scarlet, they'll be white as snow. He's the Savior. He's the Redeemer of us all. And can I tell every black listener, I need you. I need you. And friend, you need me. Set. <clears throat> Bro, Seth, are you on the line? Is there anyone else on the line? I'm here. I think the mic might be dropped off. Oh, how you doing, Pastor Chris? No, this. I'm sorry. Who am I speaking with? Is there anyone else on the line? Okay. Uh, oh, 
Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just talking, 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 and y'all can hear a word I was saying. I apologize. This my computer's moving too slow. Again, folks, that was the one and only Dr. Michael Brown. And again, sorry about the delay. Um, and so, our, Brother John, your line is open, and we could hear you earlier. Um, and that person that was spoken was uh, Brother Noble, accidentally. So, oh, Brother Noble, your okay. hand is up. Brother Leonard, your hand is up. We got another hand that went up. Uh, if y'all don't want to comment, Brother Leonard and Brother Noble, please press one so your hand will go down. Because right now your hands are up as though you have a question. So I'm going to go to the fresh caller. I see a caller whose hand wasn't, who hasn't spoken yet, and then we'll come to those that have spoken yet. That's providing Brother John one of the. So I'm turning over to Brother John. You you just kind of direct that. Remember, you got two calls and then uh, a, a new caller. Uh, go ahead and bring that call on the line. Okay. I right, go straight to the phone line, folks. And we'll go to area code six eight two five five two. Go ahead with your question or comment. We would love to know your name Actually, and your city, please. Yes. Hey, Seth and John. Yes. Yeah, this is Pastor Chris. Chris. What's how good? Y'all, how y'all doing? Every, everything's good, man. Good to hear from you. Yeah, yes, I'm sorry, I'm running you, a little late. I got on a little late. But, uh, I'm not gonna, okay, I'm not going to take up a lot of time, but that man, that man is absurd. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's the thing that came to my mind. Exactly, how, how, you know, I almost feel like it's not worthy of a comment. Exactly, because you know, you know, in other words, how, how, in other words, you're going to mix somebody's skin color in with the kind of clothes they're wearing, and we are talking about skin color, so don't put in clothes because. We know people, even in today's time, people who live in what we call the Middle East, they wear white clothing. So, I mean, you know, how how are you going to relate skin color to clothing color? I mean, I mean, I, I agree with you, John. I was like, I was just aghast. You know, I'm like, what is he talking about? He's going back and forth between somebody's skin color. You're going from leprosy to white clothes and the glory of God shining on somebody. I mean, it was kind of incoherent. And, you know, that's, that's my comment. I think I've said enough on that issue. And if I can, the, uh, the other thing that I'm taken aback by is that you call the Hebrew Israelites in its entirety, again, there's different groups. In the, in the same way that Brother Noble was just speaking, and he put it perfectly from Birmingham, UK. Uh, he was saying there's those who are Old Testament only. There's those who are Messianic. Well, that's a huge division already right there. Okay. Right. Um, there's even more divisions within that. But you call us all. As a matter of fact, we're not even a religion. We're not even a religion. We're just saying, hey, we are the children of that's our land. <laughs> that's, what, that's, what, that's what we're saying. But I find it just it's beyond me that you call this a religion of hate. As much as Christianity has killed, 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 killed. Christians, don't be upset. I'm not attacking your the way of life, quote unquote. It's the way, it's always the ones who are in the higher echelon of <laughs> a given uh, structure, if you will. Matter of fact, the synagogue of Satan, Revelations 2.9 and Revelations 3.9. Again, um, they're not talking about 
the average um, proselyte Jew over in Israel. This guy works just like I work. He has family. He has loved ones. No, it's the ones at the upper echelons who are working to deceive people. So for for this guy to say that the quote-unquote Hebrew Israelites, like a religion of, of hate, I'm like, what's your body count? What's your body count? Because the Christianity is the the Christian the Christian body count is beyond numbering. And matter of fact, it's not even like they're defending themselves. They're going out putting foot to asses in the Bible. Wasn't he wrote in on he wrote in on a anyway, I'm just messing with y'all. <laughs> hey John, can you can you hear me? Okay. Yes. Well, you, you know, I, I want to just add one thing to that. You are absolutely right. Western Christians have killed, murdered, maimed, committed genocide more than any people in the history of humankind. So it's it's kind of kind of it's kind of strange for the for a Christian or a Judeo Christian or a Messianic Christian to say anything like you know uh, you know like you say what's the body count and they had the body count so. They, that's that's really a non-argument. They can't even say anything to can't. ISIS or anybody else. Cannot well, you you show up in their land? You show up in their land, and 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 then folks, they show up in your. It's like someone on your street comes to your house, slaps you, smacks you around, rapes your wife, and then tells your kids, "Well, it's because we thought he was abusing you." <laughs> we but we 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 have no proof. Are we not gonna fight? Yeah, we're gonna fight. Then you're gonna tell my kids, well, he 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 called me out my name and said some hateful things. Yeah, that's because you're in my house. Exactly. I you know that that's just like that's just like somebody getting coming to your house and putting you and your family in the basement, and they live in the rest of your house, and then call you a terrorist because you're trying to get your house back. Well, and, 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 and can I jump in here, uh, 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 Moderator? Oh, by all means, okay. please. And, and y'all, y'all are killing it. And, 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 and but I want to hit it another direction. And, and I did go service the calls, and y'all may have said this already. But folks, if if you understood the Bible and white skin, this would that would be the most ludicrous thing you just heard. Number one, white people are not white. Okay. Look, just just stop right there. Whenever it talks about white skin, that is not the color of white people. And that's no disrespect to them in anything I'm about to say. But white people are not white. Black people is closer to being the real color black than white people are white. They're not white. No person can put a white piece of paper on a white person and can't see it. You can throw black dust on some black folks and African barely can see it. My point is, whenever white skin is mentioned in the Bible, every single time, come on this line and prove to us wrong otherwise. Every single time somebody says, in such and such as white this, it's going to say that his legs are like berries or his belly. Like the one scripture that talks about my lovers, uh, it says somebody had their belly, I think, was white. But it goes and talks about other parts of the body being like jasper, and that's black. Well, what was there, a zebra? White skin in Bible times was a plague. 
real quick, I'm going to say this, and I'm going to jump out because, you know, I can go on this leprosy thing. Bible leprosy and leprosy in your mind are two different words, and I can prove it here in less than a, a split second. Not, not a split second, but really quickly. Remember in Leviticus 13 and 1, brothers and sisters, when the Bible says, when a person shall have in his body, in his skin, now we're talking about real skin, a rising, a scab, or even a bright spot, People want to argue that leprosy was the rising in the scab, but it wasn't. It was what whiteness that come from rising in scab. But I don't really want to get into that. Listen to what it says one more time. If you have any three of these, you were to go to the priest. A rising. Oh, that's leprosy. Yeah, they still go to the priest. Okay. I disagree, but okay. If they had a scab. Oh, see, brother, said they did. That's leprosy. Okay. Not a problem. But he said if you had a bright spot, he said if you had a bright spot, it said if you had a bright spot, it said it'd be like the plague of leprosy. The plague of leprosy was nothing more than a full-fledged albino. It's just saying when you have these things on you, a rising, and later on talks about when that rising grow away and it leaves a white spot. You know, you're supposed to examine that spot. When the scabs grow away, like your scabs today grow away and leave a white spot, they were examining white spots. That whiteness that's talked about in Leviticus 13, that's the color white people. So it's saying when you have this little, tiny little white spot, you have to be examined. So what do you think a big white spot means? Now watch this. Going down to verse 13, where it says if, if the, what, the, your skin begin to turn white. Well, if it's turning white, what color was it? And it says when it's all turned white. Well, if it was turning white, what was it? If you, some of y'all say, was this, i gotta got to say this. I know I say some of, some, of, some of the people that hear me often, I repeat this, but i got to say this really quickly. I'll make it super quick in less than a minute. Try my best. Folks, listen. In Leviticus 13 and 13, I think in 12, 13, and 14, it talks about some called raw flesh. Raw flesh just means white skin that's not covered. It's just a white patch of skin. It could be in a dark person. They have a white patch and it's not covered with whiteness or darkness. That was called un I mean, excuse me, raw flesh and that was called unclean leprosy. There was something called clean leprosy. Clean leprosy is when it's either all black or it's all white. Proof. The Bible says when that whiteness or whatever, you, y'all say it's leprosy, some of y'all. Okay, you say sores. It says when you cover from head to toe with whatever this thing is in Leviticus 13 and 13. When you cover with it whatever it is, y'all say it's sores. I disagree. I say it's white skin. You say it's sores. I understand. I say it's white skin. The Bible says when you cover from head to toe, then are you clean. Again, there's two types of lepers. Clean could go among and mingle everybody. Unclean could not. Because the father didn't believe in blemishes. Again, both of them was called leprosy. Both of them was lepers, but one of them can go and mingle with people, and the other one couldn't. It says when this whiteness covers your whole body, you're clean. If it was sores and it covers your whole body, like you think it is, how is that going to make them clean? I rest my case. White skin in the Bible, in Bible days? was a recessive trait. It was very strange to see a white person because there were so many dark-skinned people. 
So what the brother was saying is ludicrous. Go ahead. I don't want to take over. If I may, and speaking of biology 101, Seth just made a comment about white skin being a recessive gene. A recessive gene means it mutated from its original dominant gene. You can get a recessive gene from a dominant gene, but you cannot get a dominant from a recessive. Poor ejemplo. (laughs) For example, brown eyes, you can get blue eyes or green eyes, but you cannot get green I mean brown eyes from green eyes and blue eyes. Brother Jay, why are you talking about this? Who cares? Let me explain to you why this is important. Look at every country that surrounds Israel. Every country that surrounds Israel. They are all people, countries of color. But all of a sudden, you got this one lily white country in the midst of all of these um, countries of color. How did that happen? It in that is hot region. Biological, biologically impossible <laughs> for that to happen. Unless, say it again. The second highest cancer rate in the world. Don't make sense. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. So, um, yeah, again, I understand that Dr. Brown is a doctor. I understand that he speaks Hebrew. But as far as common sense goes, I'm not able to – I can't put – his arguments are, are unfounded and they're unstable, and they do not stand up under the most simple of scrutiny. Um, I went to Deuteronomy 28 and 68. This is the scripture that your coworker was referring to. Um, I'm going to try and just jump through this real quick because Brother L. I forgot to, and it's my bad. I, I didn't see no, no, two you calls. Two calls that popped in. So we got a total of four calls. Two spoke previously. They want to say something again, and two new callers. So I apologize to the new callers. I didn't see you. We got to scroll up and down, and I didn't see you. So I'm coming at you um, as soon as my moderator allowed me to. uh, Let's go ahead and get the name and uh, location of the first caller. Okay. Uh, We're going to go to the phone lines, and uh, we're going to go first to – let's do this. I don't know how long this one. Let's go to air code 817484, air code 817484. Uh, go ahead with your question or comment. We would love to know your city and name, please. Uh, my comment, I have a comment. My city is on Fort Worth, Texas. And um, I have a comment. Um, and what's the um, intention of your comment, com- sir? Sir, what did you say? Yes. What is your name and what's the intent of your comment? Okay, my name is Dan. The intent of my comment is based on um, the conversation that Christians have killed so many people. Okay, go ahead, go ahead, Dan. Oh, Dan, I remember you. You, you called uh, a couple weeks back when Pastor Foreman was on the line. Everything good with you? Yes, this is true. So yeah, okay. I'm going to say is I'm going to make. 
hold on a second. Give us this is advertisement. Hold on a second, Dan. This, this this is the owner of Wild Gospel Wild Tracks. So just just know everybody. Y'all can be hearing this person a lot. Go ahead, brother. Okay. Okay. I want I want to lay a foundation for a couple of examples. Moses went up to the mountain. He was a Jew. When he came down, he came down with the Ten Commandments. And one of them said, Thou shalt not kill. Now, if you go to the New Testament, we see that the scripture said that the devil goes about, he, one of his tendencies, he's known as a murderer. So I don't, who? it's not It's not a murderer, the devil. No, who you, who, who is uh, Go ahead. Who are you referring to? I'm just, I, I was just trying to find out who you're referring to. You said when Moses got the Ten Commandments, it said, Thou shalt not kill. And then you said... That was the Old Testament. Right. And then I used the New Testament where it revealed what the, who the devil is and what did he do. Mm-hmm. Now, kill, the point I'm destroy. saying is... Yeah, he came to kill, he came to steal, kill, and destroy. So, God is not the author of confusion. When people do things, they do it in the name of God, but God's not in it. Because if you look at the scriptures, they say, thou shalt not kill. Well, God don't go against his word. If he say, thou shalt not kill, it's not his will that anybody be killed. So when people do that, they're not doing it as Christians. They're doing it in themselves. Um, so Christians, if I may, are, not kill- Christians are oh, not go- killing people. And okay. if they do, they gotta be, they gotta give an account to God. Okay, uh, it, let me let me um, ask you a couple of questions to kind of dig down into what you're saying. So, okay, um, thou shall not kill. Did you not see that from a perspective of this is Israel? You shall not kill within Israel. Like you have Israelite brothers and sisters. You should not kill them because we both know that once he got down off of that mountain with that tent, with those Ten Commandments, they spent 40 years in the desert. But when they hit Canaan land, there was nothing going on. Hold a second, hold a second, second. Yeah, we got a a loud line. I don't know whose it is, but uh, hold on. Let's get this line straight now. Okay, Dan, hold on one second. Dan, that's your line. That is your line. As soon as I did that, it quiet. So I don't know what you're doing. Are you on a, well, just try to keep it quiet. There we go. There we go. Go right here, everybody. Okay. So, Dan, I guess what I'm saying, um, obviously, the Israelites, they went into Canaan land, and their sole objective at the direction of the Most High God was to put foot to ass. Everybody. It, it didn't say save kids. Some don't say lambs. If you see a uh, uh, if you see a hamster on a wheel, kill the wheel and the hamster. Uh, would Would you not agree? Um, I don't think we were talking about the same thing. When you're killing an animal and a human are two 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 different things. I know they kill to make silly, sacrifices. Man. I, was being I know they man, killed to make sacrifices, but that was according to the will of God. But when you talking about um, killing human beings, that's not the will of God. It absolutely was the will of God in Canaan land. He said, when you go in, you are not to spare anything that's breathing. You are to kill it. Now, keep in mind, Dan, 
I, I think we are talking about two different things. I think that thou shalt not kill pertains to you are an Israelite. You live across the street from me. We have an argument, and I kill you. You That's are murder. of well. Uh, it could be considered manslaughter, depending upon how yeah. how it, it transpired. If it was if I if it was premeditated, and I went to one of the cities of refuge, they wouldn't let me stay there. And you could come and take revenge. But if they saw that it was an accident, I was chopping wood, and the axe head flew off, and it hit Dan in his head, killed him immediately. Now Dan family want to get get at me. I go to the city of refuge. I can stay there until they realize, like, yeah, we was tripping about John. He didn't really mean Dan, to kill Dan. He loved Dan. It was cool all, the, all these years. So all I'm saying is that thou shalt not kill. It wasn't meant from nation to nation. It was meant Israelite to Israelite because oh, that's when they went true. to – How do you that's tell, that to everybody, tell that to everybody in Jericho? Listen, you know, if you, if you look at the Ten Commandments, they are uh-huh. a universal law worldwide. If people followed that, a lot of violence and the things in the world wouldn't happen. So it wasn't just the Israelites. The, the Israelites was the example so that people can follow what God was showing them. The, the, that's all they was. They was a, there was a people God raised up, but it was an example to the world what God wants, what, how God thinks. And, and real, also this, of, in, in, the, uh-huh. in, the, in the book of Revelation, there's no murder that's going to get into heaven unless they repent that's of their murder. sin. Th- Dan, that's so I'm not talking murder. about somebody intentionally killed. When you was mentioning about um, Christians killing people, okay, when you was talking about the war, yes, God was in it because they had, that was a, because the, that was an enemy. Right. That was a different situation. No different than how armies agree. are fighting war. It's, it's nothing different than how armies fight wars today that's protecting our freedom like me and you talking now. I agree. I agree. That's the reason why I made the point, Dan. So what I'd like to do is just take a moment to let you know that I'm just not trying to be contrary to your point. I'm actually in agreement with you. The people who went on the crusades under the flag of Christianity, were not necessarily yeah. Christians. That's all I'm saying. But well, listen to this. It, how many, how many mm-hmm. people, just remember this, there's many people doing things in the name of God that God is not in it at all. So just because somebody's doing it in the name of God, in the name of Christians, don't mean God is in it. Anybody, anybody can say, okay, I'm going out here and rob, rob, rob the store today. And I'm going to do it in the name of God, and God don't have anything to do with it. But, Dan, I, I'm okay. with you. What, what what I'm trying to get across is this. Okay. Okay. Hold on. Just so everybody know, uh, we got hands out of the wazoo for real. So I don't know what you want to do as moderator, but let me know. Nah, I'll go ahead. Dan, the, the, I'll let you make the final comment. But all I was simply okay. trying to say is that I agree with you, but Thank there, you. Is, there is the real followers of God. They were actually called the way. 
that became the con- contemporary Christianity that you know of and I know of today that you see on TV, it became that way in the fourth century under the rule of Constantine. He fused paganism with Christianity. That's the reason why you have things like the 25th of December calling that Christmas. All I'm saying is that people are, are doing things under the flag of Christianity, but they're not Christian. That's the reason why I said I agree with you from the beginning. True. That's all. If you would yeah. like to say something further, by all means. Yeah, I just like to say that when people use the name of God or or they say they're Christian, go into the Bible and see what, how God thinks. God is love. So when people do things and the, and they say they're Christians, and they could be mm-hmm. Christians, or they say in the name of Christians or in the name of God, look at God. Why did God send his son to die for people? Because he wanted to give them life, not death. Uh, well, I'm finished, sir. Thank you so much, Dan. Thank you, too. My pleasure. Okay, folks, that was Dan. I'll listen forward. We're going to go ahead and go back to the phone lines. Dan, I really appreciate that. All right, area code 817-350. Go ahead with your question or comment. We'd love to know the city and your name. Uh, this is the uh, Apostle uh, Malachi P. L. Reynolds of Lawstown, Israelite. Shalom, my brother. Peace, peace, and peace to everyone else uh, of the Lawstown Israelites, Fort Worth, Texas. You can reach us uh, uh, by uh, Israel Scripture TV at gmail dot com or eight one seven three five zero fifteen thirty four. Uh, I just wanted to make a uh, comment, a statement about this this awakening. Uh, that uh, uh, that you know, this awakening is is different, really, from any other uh, quote unquote uh, so-called uh, black movement. Uh, it, it's so different and it's so unique because it has a pro- a prophetic uh, unique distinction to it, uh, uh, which I think uh, Brother Elishua brought out, uh, and that it's about, of course, it's about salvation, but but it has a nationality involved in it. Uh, Oftentimes, when I'm in the circle of a lot of black conscious movement, I let them know that this has nothing to do with religion, but this has something to do with our people embracing their ethnicity, their nationality. And history shows that no other people lost knowledge of their inheritance of their culture other than the so-called melanated black man and and woman who was brought over here on slave ships and scattered to all the four corners of the earth, the so-called Negro. No other people no other people in the annals of the of human history. Other people went into captivity of some form of servitude as is recorded, but they always retain a knowledge of their culture or their customs or their history. But right. the scripture said right. that that a people would be disinherited from their uh inheritance, disinherited from their culture and, and uh no other people that that happened to other than the so-called Negro of America and, and, and uh, you know, other parts of, 
the Western Hemisphere and other parts of the world as well. But this is about a nationality. This is about an ethnicity, not the Black Power movement, not not the Black Panther movement, not the Egyptologist community. None of that has a uh, came with a prophetic, unique distinction with it. Uh, but this this awakening right here, while last year IUIC marched down Memphis with 800 men, this year they marched down in Chicago through a rough neighborhood with over 1,000 men plus, showing uh, the awakening that is happening with with the young people. These are young people. If there's anybody that's keeping the Bible alive today, it's not. It's not these people that are in these churches behind these pulpits. It's these young people who are out here in the streets keeping this Bible and these scriptures uh, alive and, and active and is getting a lot of young brothers out of the games, putting away the drugs, and they clean it up. So uh, this is about a nationality in addition to salvation, but it's, it's about a nationality. It's not a black movement, but it's a nationality because our young people want to know their ethnicity. They want to know their ethnicity, not no paying this and not no paying that, but ethnicity. Yeah, we got churches on every corner preaching religion, but we want to know the ethnicity. And these young people have caught on that and they are on fire. Thank if you. I may, Pastor Reynolds. Yes. Uh, yeah, right. I'm so used to. I know Pastor Reynolds. Uh, we 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 kick it over at Brother um, or Pastor Chris's church at Alathea Temple, and uh, when I hadn't hadn't heard from you in a while, so I just wanted to give you big ups, but I forgot that uh, everybody else had to comply with the calling rules, and and I didn't give you those rules, and and that wasn't fair. But you prop you. That's okay. That was my mistake. You pretty much completed it in the same type of time frame, and um, that's a very good word. You, you you made some very very valid points as far as where we are and what's going on in a lot of these communities, and I expect it to grow just like you were pointing out, um, brother Seth. I believe you had um, a clip that you wanted to play. Okay, uh, there is two more hands up. They did speak earlier. I don't know. I'll let you make the call. Uh, the brother, the noble one. <laughs> noble one from uh, United Kingdom. We just call him the noble one. That's okay. And uh, Brother Leonard, all the way in Louisiana, uh, has his hand up. So it's up to you. Okay. Brother. In interest of time, in interest of time, Brother Noble, UK, Brother Leonard, Louisiana, um, we're going to bring you on in that order. And what we're going to do is just cut, if we could just give you one minute to make your question or comment simply because we have one last clip and that may spur further discussion. Um, and again, as always, if you want to say something more, you just throw your hand back up and we'd be welcome to have that take place. And uh, really quickly, there is two clips actually, uh, so I'll talk to you about that once uh, in a second here. But let's go to, uh, I think Brother Leonard had his hand up the longest to be very honest with you. Is that okay? Yeah, yeah, by all means. All right, Brother Leonard, all the way in uh, Louisiana. What part of Louisiana, Brother Leonard, are you in, please? Okay. Go with your question. Remember, you got one minute, sir. Quickly. And we'll put you okay, on the I'm, just, I'm just, I'm just uh, building on something. Uh, uh, you talked earlier about uh, uh, the language. A guy speaking in Hebrew. Well, when you understand the courtesy, we were kicked out of the land because we wasn't, we didn't conform to the Most High. 
and Zephaniah 3 and 9 lets us know that in the last days when we are regathered, he's going to return the pure language to us. So if somebody's speaking in Hebrew now, it's not Hebrew because he's going to return that to us in Zephaniah 3 and 9. That's one of our problems today. Uh, and, and I want I, I want to talk about one thing I wanted to say about the non-Masonic and Masonic uh, conversation. That's the most important, most needed conversation that we need to have. Well, you know what, uh, brother? Dennis? Exactly. Because <laughs> based on your previous comments, brother Lennon, I know you're biting at the bit to have that particular conversation. <laughs> as am I. As am I. Uh, and we can we'll 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 figure out when we will get a show for that uh, so that we can have that conversation. Thank you so much for giving us a call and making that comment. Uh, let's go ahead and open up the line to Brother Noble in Birmingham, United Kingdom. Okay, all the way in Birmingham. If I can just go ahead and Brother Leonard, thank you again. That brother always says something powerful. Don't don't sleep on that brother. Okay, uh, all the way in the United Kingdom, the noble one. Go right here with your comment, please. So you got one minute. Hello, balance. Um, based upon the clip you played, uh, I mean, Brother Seth, you highlighted quite a lot of things I was going to say, reference Leviticus. But it clearly, it clearly shows that um, people are desperate, and they're desperate to try and hide the fact of who, you know, the, the, the people are. Not the, the Jewish people, but who the people are. The pain in the book. They wish to be of the lion. <laughs> but again, going back to scripture, um, Psalms 83, uh, we can go to Psalms 83 and 4. It, that is another very powerful scripture. Let us destroy them as a nation so that the name of Israel so no longer will be in remembrance. Hmm. And plot together and form an alliance with the various nations, Edom, Ishmael, Moab, the Hagarines, etc., etc. So this is a collective thing that we can see in our history book. He only left you basic instructions before leaving Earth. We can see that the gifts, the curses, and the prophecies, they are being played out in front of our eyes. And as the, the, the other caller mentioned, the awakening is real. Shalom. Uh, Brother Noble. Yes? Uh, Psalms 83, what was, the, what was the verse? Psalms 83, 4. 83 and 4? Yes. Thank you so much, brother. Good looking out. And Brother Noble, I want to say this to you. I do hate that I have to cut you off because I always welcome calls across the waters because it's a little bit more challenging for y'all to listen to the show. Uh, what time is it there right now? It's 3.44 a.m., Brother Seth. I set my alarm. Yeah, so it's a challenge. I really appreciate it. I used to get quite a few calls back back early in my shows, and so... Please spread, spread the news, share that link of the show, and uh, hopefully we'll hear from you next week. Uh, you got to listen to this next clip, everybody. Y'all got to hear this. This is going to be serious. Uh, before yeah. whoever that is say whatever, just real quick, this next clip, just so, so John. Hold on. Did brother, brother, did brother Noble, was he, were you trying to say something? 
Yes, I was going to say, sorry, sorry to interrupt you. I was just going to say, um, Brother Seth, I need your contact information, so if you want to go in the green room while you're playing the clip. Yes, not a problem, not a problem. Well, let me just say to everybody really quick about this clip, because this is the past, this is the, the Dr. Michael Brown interviewing a rabbi, Harry Rosenberg. Harry Rosenberg has one more clip that we can't play today, and I'm sure John will I'll let him make a stick to call, but he probably just want to play it next week. This is very interesting, this interview, because they bring up the black Israelites. You need to hear a rabbi who doctor, uh, the doctor pays homage to, really. Listen to what he has to say about this whole revelation. It's completely different. And remember, he pays homage to this guy. And then the next clip of, 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 of Rabbi Rosenberg, we can't play it today, but you're going to hear him go up into how most of these Jews are scattered at the four corners is non-white. Very interesting. So, uh, Brother John, uh, let me know how to proceed. And thanks again, Brother Noble. Appreciate you. Brother John, you ready for the clip? Yeah, roll the clip. We have 12 minutes. And, yeah, uh, let's roll okay, the clip and just, uh, right, press, toward, I, press I, toward the mark. All right, here we go, sir. Here we go. All right, I, I'm sitting here. Uh, we're in Jerusalem, and just so happened that some of our folks ran into a most fascinating uh, gentleman doing some extremely fascinating work, and you're going to find out some things you never knew before. All right, uh, give us your name, please. Harry Rosenberg. And, Harry, you have an online theological institute. That's great, but there's something else you do which is absolutely fascinating. Correct. It's called the Theological Research Institute, but on my free time, I've been actually studying the diaspora of the ten northern tribes of Israel, uh, where they went, and who they may be today. All right. So there is one traditional myth that the ten lost tribes are just over some mythical river somewhere and will one day be rediscovered. So that that we can dismiss. And then there's the more common view: they're just scattered and gone, gone to history. In, in your view, having looked at this over a decade now, what's the reality? Right. Well, first of all, there's two, tr there's two things here. We have the actual literal descendants of these humans who went to exile, and we do have this mythical place uh, that we call the Sambation River, which, we, which what we've actually been taught is not the ten tribes are on the other side of it, but there's the descendants of Moses somewhere hidden today in the world who are studying the Torah as exactly as Moses had taught it without any uh, confusion, and they're hiding and waiting till the final time to return. So that we could leave for uh, later on, but we'll discuss today the actual descendants of these ten tribes, and we know around 722 before the Common Era, uh, the Assyrian kingdom exiled towards the Far East, these, uh, the ten northern tribes of Israel. Now, we, we know that some fled to the south. We know their references in the days of Hezekiah. We know even in the days of, of Josiah, Jeremiah, the third chapter, there's a call to repent in the north. So we know that there were some Israelites that stayed in the north, but, but we also know many were exiled. What about the Samaritans? Who are they? Right. It's interesting. If you actually look at the scriptures, we, we see during these waves of exiles, even the Judean exile, not all of the tribes were taken out of the land. Some of them were left in the land. There's usually the higher, the aristocrats were taken out of the wealthier people, but the poor people were left in the land. So there was also swapping where they would bring, uh, the Assyrians would bring people from outside of Israel into Israel. So the, uh, the Sumerians would appear to anyone as the people of Israel because they're practicing Israelite customs and traditions. They have their own version of a Torah. So there must be descendants of someone who had le been left in the land. But as we see, it, the, you know, the truth is very, very difficult to pass down from generation to generation as uh, an unbroken telephone type of game. There was a story in the Second Temple where they found a Torah in the temple that didn't have one for many years. So we can't expect that all these uh, tribes around the world would have been preserving the same exact version of Torah compliance. 
But if anyone looks at the Samaritans, they would clearly look like descendants of some type of Israelites who stayed in the land, whether people who were brought in and converted or pure-blood Israelites. And we know there's the core of the descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob physically, but then throughout Israelite history, there were people marrying in, becoming part of the larger people of Israel, be it someone like a Ruth, or be it the, the mixed multitude that came out of Egypt and became part of the people of Israel. So from your viewpoint, what would make someone a legitimate Israelite or Jew? Right, these are two different terminologies that are used today. So let's say we'll discuss places around the world where we'll have 25 to 50 million people who claim to be from the tribes of Israel. Someone asked me, well, are they Jewish? And I say no, because the term Jew actually comes from Judean, the Judean kingdom, the descendants of the Judean kingdom, who, you know, from Ezra and Nehemiah, coded the law. They wrote down, you know, the 2,000 years ago, they wrote down the law, the Mishnah. So anyone who's one with 613 commandments, that is how you become a Jew, to be one with 613 commandments and the oral interpretations that has been passed down. Now, someone who is the, from the house of Israel who got lost amongst the nations, the term would be Zerah Yisrael, or the seed of Israel, someone from the seed of Israel. And every single day, and all over the scriptures, you'll see these two entities, the, the people of Judah and the Israelites. And Jews, every single day when we pray, we actually reference the unification. We, before we do the silent prayer, the Amidah, we reference Yehuda v. Israel, Judah and Israel reuniting. So these people who we find around the world, it, it, they're not necessarily Jews, but the way we look at it, this is not necessarily about religion. If you find your long-lost cousin after thousands of years wandering, uh, you know, uh, or even uh, nowadays, uh, your cousin gets lost and you find him after 10 years, he was in the desert, your first question is not going to be, how many times a day are you praying? You're not going to ask him that. You're going to say, how do you have food? Do you have water? So right now we're making this about a, a, a family uh, operation, not a religious one. All right, so just, just one more question on the religious end, which is a curious one. There are groups, say Ethiopian Jews, and we'll go around the world and find out where you believe they're legitimate descendants of the, the tribes of Israel. But they were not familiar with certain rabbinic customs. So one view would be that's because the rabbinic customs were later. The rabbinic view would be, you know, a lot of our traditions go all the way back to Moses at Mount Sinai have been passed on, so these Ethiopian Jews need to become more genuine. Another argument would be, no, the traditions come later, the Ethiopian Jews go back further. Well, what's your take on how these things developed? I mean, just growing up in America uh, in a non-religious home and then becoming religious later on and then becoming a teacher in the conservative movement uh, in their schools, I saw that in about one and a half generations, you could forget who you are and lose absolutely everything. So the fact that a tribe who's, you know, all the way on the other side of the world, somewhere in Africa, removed from Israel, who was left at a time prior to the customs of the Israelites being written down, actually, because they're not practicing something that has zero bearing on me of what the people of Israel are actually doing. Because when the scripture says to build a sukkah or to make a mezuzah, all these commandments, you have to assume Moses had a specific way he himself was doing it, and you have to assume he told his children or they told their children, and so on and so forth. And, and now today I see that they're, you know, so I'm a rabbi, I took rabbinical ordination, so I could trace my rabbi, 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 all the way back to Moses and assume that the way we're building our, our, or making our titi, weaving our tassels, or building our sukkah, was actual an inheritance from Moses. So, so when you see like the Ethiopians out there, is is nothing wrong with them? They went into the exile. They were, they played their role. They were destined to go in the exile. But the, what I do believe personally is that the core of rabbinic Judaism, you, you know, at what point can you make up such a complex religion? This must have been taught uh, from Ezra and Nehemiah, who were from the high courts of Israel, who had inherited from the, the last generations of the prophets. Got it. All right, yes, yeah, so that's definitely another discussion for, for another day, but I, I appreciate your perspective on it. Okay, so let's go around the world now. We know that the, the ten tribes scattered 
so in a certain direction, and then where do they get lost in history? Where can we recover them in history? So let, let's trace it out, and you give me some of the largest people groups that have some clear markers that tie them back into the children of Israel. Okay, this is going to get very interesting. The world today are one in Afghanistan, the Pashtun, and one in Africa. You do have the Ethiopians. You do have the Lemba tribe in South Africa, who we know we had the Kohen gene, the, 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 the priestly genetics, the Y chromosome, uh, amongst almost 10% of them. Uh, we have different tribes all over, but the largest is the Igbo tribe of Nigeria, numbering 40 million people, who self-identify as being from the children of Israel. They're doing eight-day circumcision out there. They have a lot of customs, uh, you know, from Jewish weddings to Jewish mourning that you'll only find amongst Mosaic law. And they are going through their own political struggles right now. There's almost there was a genocide on them in the 1960s. Millions of them were killed. Israel actually broke the blockade. But why the Igbo are most uh, most fascinating is because they're actually returning now to Judaism. There's, I think, 48 synagogues now in Nigeria who are from the Igbo, and that number is growing rapidly. The leader of the Free Igbo Movement, if you will Google, um, his name is N-N-A-M-D-I-N-Madi. Um, he wears a talit, a prayer shawl, to his court appearances when he like goes in for you know treason trials. He's wearing his talit. But the Igbo made up a significant percentage of the transatlantic slave trade. So a lot of the blacks that were taken to America on the slave ships actually had Igbo blood in them. And we see now Igbo are self-identifying as from the tribes of Israel. So if you look in America today, you'll see a lot of celebrities actually from the African-American community claiming Hebrew roots. Uh, reference would be Amari Stoudemire, high-profile basketball player, rapper Kendrick Lamar, who's, you know, got, uh, you know, I don't know, maybe a billion views on some of his stuff. Uh, he, he's, these are people who are influential, and people look at them like maybe they're crazy. Like how do they have any ties to the tribes of Israel? And then all of a sudden, we see the actual ships that brought them here are coming from the exact place in Africa where there's an Israelite hotbed. So this is going to be uh, also an interesting piece of the puzzle. Uh, I, I recently became friendly with a black Messianic Jew, and he was educating me on the black Hebrew-Israelite movement. So I just knew that as some kind of cult that says the white man is the manifestation of Satan and that they're the original Israelites and, and Jews like you and me, we are fake Jews, etc. And this felt, but I didn't have a lot of information or history because I'm so much outside of that community. So this fellow's historian, he's, he's well-educated in these areas, and he's going through the whole history where they came from in Africa and, and identifying as black Jews or black Israelites. And then he said that these then began to expand it to say all blacks are the real Israelites and the whites are not. So, but it started with folks that generally had this heritage. And he'll tell me, oh, yeah, this is how we pronounce this in our, in our community. We have this tradition. So, so you're, you're saying then, as far as you can tell, you can – you can trace footsteps that, that can say, here's how we got from here to here, or is it simply a matter of, well, who, why else would people identify like this? How do you figure it out? Well, it's a little bit of both. I mean, the, the Igbo tribe in Africa claims to be the descendants of the Judeans who fled into Egypt at the time of Gedaliah. This was also around the time of the destruction of the temple. There was a verse, I, I, I'm not, my memory is not the best, but there was a verse that says they fled into Egypt and they stay there and they, they didn't come back to Israel. So they claim to be the, the travelers of those communities. Now, one of the mysteries of the tribes we're going to get into when we speak about the Silk Road right now is, are these the descendants of 100,000 Israelites, or are they the descendants of one Israelite? And the answer is almost irrelevant, uh, because there's no way to really understand or fully know that at, at this point in time. 
Um, so let's go back to the Silk Road for a second to to discuss this this identity thing, and we'll go back to the African Americans because it and and their hate for the white people, which I had a battle, I had a debate with uh, someone who hated white people. Um, he told me my grandparents enslaved his grandparents, and and I owe him money. I told him my grandparents were farmers in Europe, so we had you know we had to get on the same page. If you are um, listening online, please call in to team continue. If you are fresh. listening online, so please call in as the line will disconnect. I understand why they would hate a white man. That makes total sense to me, um, as far as understanding neuro- neurology in the brain. Uh, let's say you're back at the Silk Road right now. Within 100 or 200 years of the tribes of Israel going towards the Far East, you have three main things get established within the same period of time. One is the Pashtun people. Next, you have Buddhism was founded. We'll stop it right there because he's, he's still talking about the, just so y'all know, that clip is 45 okay. minutes. I can play all that right now, but okay. he's about to talk okay. about Afghanistan and so forth. Go ahead, John. I'm, I'm, I'm going to finish up. I'm sorry? I'm going to finish up the show. No, it's uh, 45 minutes. Say it again? That clip is 45 minutes, so we got to cut it off there. Say that again, Seth. It's a 45-minute show. Yeah, it's a 45-minute clip. That clip is 45 minutes. No, 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 minutes. no, no. I, I said I'm going to, when you bring me back on, I'm going to take that clip. You're all live now. To... We're live now. Everybody hear you right now. Oh, okay. So, folks, in the words of Tom Joyner, well, <laughs> what do you know? What do you know? So... Y'all heard me talking to Brother Seth. What we're going to do, it's 10.01. It's 10.01. The things that we need to find out is when were the first clips recorded by Dr. Brown and when was this clip recorded? Because he, he seemed to be a little bit more uh, on the notion. But tune in next week. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to pick up at this clip next week. Uh, Brother Seth, I'd like to start off with this clip next week. Um, I would like to try and find out when those other clips were made. Folks, it's been real. Um, all the guests that have been on, we absolutely appreciate you, Brother, Brother Leonard, uh, uh, Ma- uh, Apostle Malachi, Pastor Chris. Um, you have to get somebody. The clips of Dr. Brown. You Say have it again. to get somebody. Um, Brother Noble from Birmingham, Alabama. Lot of, you put in a Alabama, lot of work tonight. You say UK. Not Alabama, man. I said Alabama. I'm sorry. When I say Birmingham, that just flowed out. I'm sorry, Brother uh, Noble uh, from the United Kingdom. Um, this was a good show. I, I liked it. We're going to pick up next week with this very clip because I want us to kind of find out when was he – before – he was speaking very, very uh, bordering on belligerent, but he was a little softer now that he yes, has he another fellow proselyte. I don't know, Pastor Chris. Can Pastor Chris comment on that just really quickly? Pastor Chris, give us the four one one. Pastor Chris is eating. Church is chicken. Make sure, make sure Pastor Chris' line is open here. Let me make sure Pastor, his line Pastor is Chris, open. Is it, is it Popeyes or is it Chick Fil A? He must have stepped away But let me just say this really quick Like in 30 seconds about what we just listened to Folks we don't need them to define What we're doing Exactly
just so y'all know that. We don't need them to define what we're doing. We just like y'all to hear what they have to say and how we can it's compared to what we've been saying. So y'all do do know we don't we're not using them as the power to define us. So I just wanted That's to right. say that. But that brother did change his tone when he went to a brother that was more researched than he was. And uh, he does pay homage to that brother. I've been listening to Dr. Uh, Michael just to know who he is and learn more about it because I don't want to judge the brother. They are brothers. I don't think they're devils or nothing like that. I think they're just misinformed. And I don't know that I disagree with everything that Harry, Rabbi Harry Rosenberg, all people say is Jews are really Jews. But I like the fact that he do, and he is recognizing dark-skinned Israelites all over the world. And let me just say this really quick last thing. If they wasn't saying this, five years ago, ten years ago. We're forcing them to tell the truth. Go ahead, Brother John. Folks, we're going to pick back up, excuse me, we're going to pick back up on that clip. Eight o'clock, Central Standard Time, five smooth stones, and we're going to dissect the words of Dr. Brown as well as the words of Harry Rosenberg, and we're going to press this uh, conversation further. We appreciate you all hanging out with us for these last two hours and change. We'll see you next week, 8 p.m. Central Standard, uh, Central Standard Time, Five Smooth Stones, and we are out. And, folks, this is a final clip uh, called Kingdom Fully Committed. I uh, love every single one of y'all, and there ain't nothing you can do about it. Good night. Peace.
Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.